92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say you Everybody, happy Tuesday. Happy tax day, Jeffrey Gettleman. Jeff Aliyah did. She did. Oh, yeah. She tried to trick me and she's like, Did you file for us? And I was like, Please. <laughs> you were not falling for that. No, absolutely not. Nonsense. No. More men or women do you think in a, in a, in a, in a, your, your classic coupleship? More men or women do the taxes? I think women, right? Because don't really don't you think more women control the checkbook? Really? Well, let's use you and I as a perfect example. Okay. No, but we, I'm not an example. Perfect example of anything. I'm going to Google this. Do more men or women? And what does control the checkbook mean? Uh, do the taxes? All right. Do you think it's going to come? Google's going to give us an answer here. Mm, I mean, I assume it's got it because there's got to be information out there, right? There's data of who files, uh, it's correct? Clearly, clearly there is an answer. Uh, I, 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 my suspicion is women, but again, that could be completely just a perspective, you know, my point of view. Well, there's just a lot of what pops up is is, is uh, how that women and men are treated differently. There, there's a lot of stories that come up. The tax gap between men and women, but it's not who actually does the taxes. I don't see anything off the top of my head, uh, off the top of the, my head about, off the. Yeah, you're right. Everything's about like. It's all about like. Taxation. It's all about, yeah. Does the tax system favor men or women? Right. That's not the question. We just want to know who files more. Uh, it does seem like in our country, you look at the tax system. You look at the healthcare system. Those two strike right off the top, right? Crazy how freaking complicated it is. Don't you think? Like, isn't it just insane that it's as complicated as it is? The tax system. Well, like, I think and the, the tax system, system is designed. I'm, I'm nowhere near. Well, that's near. fine. It may be designed to be complicated. Yes. But it is insane that 100%. it is as complicated as Correct. It is. If you were starting a government today, you would not. The tax System and and not, one of the like, things that's absolutely dreadful in life is, well, first of all, if you're lucky enough to have health insurance, then to sit down when you have to, to have you figure out your plans, right? This plan, this plan, this plan, or this plan. And here's the commonality between all the plans. They suck. Correct. Unless maybe you work at St. Jude. I think they're pretty good at St. Jude. I will say, I think the bigger the- they got a Five thousand dollar deductible to right. begin with, and then they're taking it's six hundred bucks a month, and then they don't cover. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't cover that. I have noticed, I've noticed though, at least, and again, this is another point of view thing. The bigger the company you work for, the better the insurance you get. I assume it's because all it's the usually employees a wealthier company. Well, it's, it's, well, and also more successful company, can but more people more are you're you're spreading the risk. Correct. The most better. I've ever paid for health insurance was when I was. Uh, in, in between, uh, you know, when I was in grad school working for rivals and I had to, like, pay my own insurance. That's the most that's, of our pay. That's appalling. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, happy tax day, everybody. I don't know when it became April 18th. Well, the 15th was over the weekend, right? 15th. Yeah, okay, then why not 16th? Why, 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 why did it become April 8th? Why 17th? What's the 15th over the weekend? If today's the 18th, the, today, what's today? What the hell is today? Today is the 18th. Okay, so the 17th, 16th, 15th was Saturday. Yeah. So you had till you had till yesterday. It was yesterday. It's not today. I think it's today. I thought it was yesterday. My God, we're we're bringing the hot information right off the top, top here. This is what happens when we talk about something at the very top that we have not prepared for whatsoever. No, you so, are correct. You nailed it. Thank you. I thought that part I knew. Anyway, today on a radio show, uh, we got uh, Chris Harrington straight up at ten o'clock. He's got a piece up about the uh, Grizzlies and what comes next for the Grizzlies. He also has um, in his piece about writes about Anthony Davis and he has four different categories of superstars. See, if, see what you think about these four categories of superstars. There's the prime superstar. Number one. That's like the superstar, superstar, superstar. Right? Giannis. Yeah, the LeBron. Oh, he's got a different. Yeah. I'm talking about one of the three best players and the five best players in yeah, the yeah. NBA right now. And I don't think LeBron's that anymore. No, he's, he goes in a different category. But historically, what I'm saying is. Ah, that's a different okay. category. All right. He's not a prime. He's not in his prime. Okay, but you're saying in this current form of in this, moment in, in this, this moment in time. Right, exactly. Right now, these are the kind of superstars. He's got the emerging superstars. Okay. Jai used to be in there. Arguable whether he's still in there. Jason Tatum is your classic example of the emerging superstar, right? Then there's the emeritus superstar. That's LeBron. Steph LeBron, right? There's the emeritus superstar. He has others in these categories. And then there is the part-time superstar, and that's AD and Kawhi. Because of the best ability like is availability. Like, at their best. Yeah, yeah. And at their best, they are unquestionably superstars. Right, but the we best just look what Kawhi just did. Sure. You know, like, we, yeah, at their best. But h- how do you possibly compare Kawhi now to Giannis? They don't belong in the same category. Uh, anyway, he writes about that and more. You don't want to miss Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. And, of course, you do not want to miss Fish on Friday on Tuesday. It is Tuesday, so we got our man in Washington. Special Tax Day He's edition. Special Tax Day edition. I don't think he has a lot to say about taxes. We've discussed uh, the lineup of topics. More preparation goes into that segment than any other segment in the entire week. Uh, but we got Fish on Friday on Tuesday. So we got uh, so we got Chris Harrington straight up 10 o'clock. Fish on Friday on Tuesday after that Jeffrey, I do want to begin. I asked you to get a little bit of audio, and I just thought as a little bit of a pick me up, we'd uh, start with a little bit of audio. Get another look. Oh my gosh! That is. He's going to be ejected for this. That looked purposeful and intentional. Fire up the podcast. That's the great and dirty Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Doing what he does. Mr. Free Pass. Uh, he did get ejected. It was not a complete free pass yesterday. Uh, he did get ejected. I don't believe he will be suspended. Do you? No, it did feel like the ejection was like punishment fit the crime. Yeah. And it was early in the game. Uh, not early, but it was. It was I mean, the he, game was still in doubt. Yeah. Yes. No, was, he cost them. Yes, he cost them. That's yeah, what I'm saying. They so, had, they so had plenty there, of there was a there was there was there was there was a penalty yet to yes. be paid last night. And uh, even though he broke the code Well, no, no, no. confused. Is that No. What does the code say again about stomping on a man's chest? Well, I'm glad you asked because I also have what Steve Kerr said post game. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I didn't see uh, the play um, live, and, uh, and then I didn't see the replay. Um, I asked Zach Zarbo what happened. He told me. And um, I was busy with, um, you know, getting the team ready. A couple, one of the coaches told me uh, he might get ejected. And so I was trying to, you know, prepare for, for what was next. Jeff, as the arbiter of the code, you, gotta you be, can't punish if you don't see it. No, no. It, what you do is, well, you, here's what you do. You just, this is a visual. Mm-hmm. But 
See what I'm doing here? Yes, you're covering your eyes. <laughs> right. Correct. If I don't see it, it's not a violation of the code. The best part. You understand how the code works? The code, in order to violate the code, you've got to see the violation of the code. Right. And also, let's be clear, rule number one of the code is it's whatever Steve Kerr says it is. <laughs> and, he uh, seems to be, for someone who claims to not miss anything on a basketball floor, he seems to very frequently miss what Draymond now, Let me ask does. you this. When Draymond only gets technicals when he wants to get technicals. He's a freaking genius, yes. right? So are we to believe that he wanted to get tossed on that in that particular moment? Well, Jeff, I'm glad you asked because we also have Draymond's explanation oh, let's of Draymond. the events because, you know, this is going to make a lot of sense. My leg got grabbed. Second time in two nights. Referees just watch it. I got to land my foot somewhere. And I'm not the most flexible person, so it's not stretching that far. So you didn't really see where you were stepping? You just kind of... I, I can only step so far and pulling my leg away. So what was it is what it is. The follow-ups... I know you find this hard to believe, Jeff. I stayed up and watched all the post-game uh-huh. coverage. Um, not a lot of follow-ups. A lot of, a lot of taking them at their word. <sighs> so um, let's be clear. Sabonis did grab his ankle. That's true, right? 100% true. He got true. twisted up. He, he, no, come on. Let's, got twisted? Let, let's be fair. There were, there were limbs he, flying everywhere? If we're going to discuss whether it's dirty, we have to deal with what we actually did observe, and Sabonis grabbed his foot. That is 100% true. Here's what you do if you don't want to uh, get ejected when someone grabs your foot. You pull your foot away. Correct. That's what you do. You pull your foot away. Like he apparently did the other time he claims that his leg was If you are a player uh, who wants to wreak havoc in retaliation for someone grabbing your foot, what you do is you take your foot and you stomp on their chest. Correct. And it helps if you've practiced the move. Yes. That did not look (laughs) like the first time he was experimenting. And and we have seen him do this before. Uh, We've seen that it's in the – it's in the – the man is a versatile player. He's got the nut shot, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. We saw with the Mike Connolly, the face punch. Yes. And now we see the uh, the foot stomp. This was, an adi- like, he's adding moves. You can tell. Like, I don't think I've seen the stomp in the chest. The stomp in the chest. Well, uh, anyway, so it was, uh, Draymond was ejected. The Warriors lose. And in this uh, in this time of, of, of a little bit of, Unhappiness here in the city of Memphis. Can we agree? There's Just a little unhappiness at the minimum. Yes, misery loves company, doesn't it? Oh yes, absolutely. And it's not. There's nothing like to pick when you are low, ladies and gentlemen. This is words to live by. When you are low, when you are feeling a little blue, there's nothing to make you pick you up more than to see someone else who's really having it worse than you are. Right. right? At least I'm not that guy. Take comfort in someone else's unhappiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now the Warriors are down to zip. And I suppose it's possible to be slightly jealous of the Kings or worried about the Kings. Or if you're a Grizzlies fan, like, why couldn't that be us? But I am i don't have even a shred of that. I only uh, – I, I enjoy their triumph. I enjoy the frenzy. The, the way that their crowd is frenzied, someone said to me yesterday, why can't we be like that? Oh, come on. That's ridiculous. We, we, it, it, it has been. Right. That is a that is it the has exorcism of demons. Of, of, of 16 years. Yes. And so it's a, yeah, yeah. If you finally get in the playoffs after all of those years, you should be going bananas. Uh, Grizzlies are a different place in their trajectory right now. They just are. I also think that there's another distinction that I I think we may have discussed. Don't you think also, I think it's kind of the different attitude. It's not just, oh, my God, can you believe we're here? Like the the pure unbridled enthusiasm. I do think it also speaks to kind of the mindset of the fan base right now and that the fan base, like, you know, for everyone that called in and said, you know, give me the Lakers, I don't think that's what most people were thinking. And it just – to me, Sunday felt like a very apprehensive. Wait, you're saying why the? Oh, yes. Sunday felt very apprehensive to me. Like I, I think when you're an apprehensive fan base, like it, it's just not the pure party that we're seeing. Like no, there's, ex- there's there's some expectations. Yeah, 
there's some expectations. It just changes when you're at, when you are at a different place in the trajectory. Um, it all changes. There's expectations. There's nervousness. You're not completely healthy. There's lots of things that go into it. And so I don't. I'm I'm thrilled for Sacramento. Absolutely thrilled for Sacramento. Thrilled for the folks of Sacramento. Like Memphis, it's a small place. Like Memphis, it's a place that people crap on. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, go Kings. Go right, Kings. The, go. The other big news, obviously, last night was. Uh, some of you all were worried, and I hope, as you listened to me over the last two or three weeks, as there was some outrage building when Bill Simmons and others would say they're voting for someone other than Jaron Jackson Jr., I hope I was the voice of reason telling you that Jaron Jackson Jr. would still win Defensive Player of the Year. Sure enough, he did still win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, honestly, I think... I think Chris Harrington's uh, writings in the Daily Memphian. Eh, I don't want to. I don't want to overstate it because most people out there haven't even heard of Daily Memphian. But Chris is widely respected, and when he wrote um, to, because there was this whole narrative about about why he doesn't play more minutes, and Chris has been um, persistent in pointing out that the reason he doesn't play more minutes is only partly because of foul trouble. And it's largely because that's what the Grizzlies do. And so if you were uh, holding that against him, I'm sure I didn't play more minutes because he's fouled. No, he didn't play more minutes because that's what Taylor Jenkins and the Grizzlies do is as big a reason as any. And I do think if you saw some of the national writers sort of incorporating that thought as the season went on, Chris is a highly respected guy. And I do think he helped move the needle there uh, but anyway, Jaron wins uh, the Defensive Player of the Year. He is uh, the second Grizzly to win it. It's kind of amazing. Tony Allen never did. Dylan Brooks didn't get a vote this year. Uh, it's Marcus Hall, and obviously Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, uh, now have won it. Um, only 12 players have won it. Talk about more about this with Chris when he comes on at 10 o'clock. Only 12 players have won it while averaging 18 points a game. Um, it was a sweet scene last night. You saw him with his mom Yep. Um, as he gets the news. Didn't look like it was a big surprise in the in the Jaron Jackson household, did it? It did not. It looked like the cameras were ready to go. You got the balloons. Yeah. You got like everything's there. You got the balloons and everything else. I think they knew what was going to happen. Uh, and so, uh, but that was cool. Taylor Jenkins goes over to congratulate him. That was cool. And then Jaron is uh, makes an appearance last night. Talks about it. Incredibly gracious. And that's the way he's been. Um, he's just been a um, he's a class dude. He just is. He's a class dude and uh, and couldn't happen to a, to a nicer guy, better guy. And it certainly is in this time of, someone else was saying to me yesterday, uh, worrying about the window. You heard a lot of this at the trade deadline, right? Every, I, you never know when the, the moment is to strike, right? Sure. You hear that. And so there was a lot of go all in on the trade deadline. You never know. You don't want to hear about the five-year window now, 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 now. Right, that's what you you hear a lot of that, and I was hearing some of that from different quarters yesterday. Um, no, you never know when the opportunity will be there for you. Hell, Kings could end up in the finals this year. Seems unlikely, but they could, right? Sure. And then you're going to lament what what could have been, it, depending on how it turns out. I don't want to. I don't want to mm. say the. I don't want to. I don't want to say the Grizzlies are toast. Think about last year. They... But it doesn't look promising right now. But here's what happened. Stephen Adam got injured. Brandon, like, you do never know when your moment will come. Yeah. But your moment will probably not come when you've lost Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, and John Morant. That probably won't be the moment. It seems unlikely. <laughs> like that, that, whenever the moment is, that's probably not the moment. And, um, and so to have Jaron and to have this Jaron, this Jaron who – is getting it done on both ends of the floor now for the next, you know, decade, to me, is extraordinarily promising. And it's why I am more confident right now, even as we sit here in the gloom, I am more confident right now that the Grizzlies will get to an NBA Finals, that they might win a title, than I have ever been in my life. Yeah, I think it's more than fair to say. 
So uh, that happened. I did go back and I, I looked at some of the, because it, it, I thought about whether people, we should do a apology segment, mm. whether we should have people call in and apologize for their Jaron Jackson Jr. takes mm-hmm. because over the years they have not been kind, right? Don't Correct. you think that's true? It, it's not been to the level. It's been, of, it's been, it's been a focus on his injuries. Yep. It's been a focus on his Foul fouls. Problems. It's been a focus on how awkward he looks offensively, particularly inside the paint. Right? It's been a, it's been all of that. You've heard it again and again and again. There were people when he got the contract thought it was too big a contract. Not thoughtful people, but reactive people who thought like, they, they, trade Jaron. Like you heard all kinds of crap over the years about Jaron Jackson Jr. Don't forget another and, common refrain. Can't rebound. Can't rebound's another one. Mm-hmm. And again, he's not a perfect player. Correct. Um, but he is defensive player of the year, and he is uh he did just carry your offense in game one against the Lakers. Like he's that guy now. Yes. Um, so I went back because I wanted to find um I wanted to find the people who killed him on draft day. Because mm-hmm. I th- I had this recollection that people killed him on draft day. And there were some people who killed him on draft day. Honestly, I think GP was, like, not a fan of that pick. But when I went back to find um, the people who killed him on draft day, what I actually mostly found was people who loved him on draft day. Yeah, he definitely was a – if you were, like – if you're someone that was uh, a projections guy, he was certainly someone that appealed to you. And he also – even though in college he had, like, the same – he had similar problems – the problem was everyone's like, well, they're not going to use them the same way. Well, Michigan here's like, State so would let me, them. this is, so I'm, I just randomly started looking at some of these. Jeremy yeah. Wu, who wrote for Sports Illustrated, yeah. uh, uh, he wrote this. Many around the league feel that Jackson may end up as one of the three best players in this draft long term, and he was the right move for the Grizzlies at number four, given the circumstances. While he is not a prospect that will make an immediate impact for Memphis and needs time to mature physically and mentally, he has the makings of an outstanding center that can protect the rim and become a versatile stretch big that can anchor a playoff-caliber team on both ends. His ability to shoot from the perimeter and defend in space are an ideal fit for where the league is headed. Grade A. That's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, that that I, you you'd say that nails it, right? Yeah, and I'd say that was pretty good. If if I'm Jeremy Wu, that's one of the that's kind of one of the ones that I'd I'd like pin up, like nailed that. Yeah, here's okay. So here's another one. This is uh, this is uh, uh, this is the ringer. No big man in the NBA NBA draft fits the modern NBA better than Jaron Jackson Jr. He didn't put up big per-game numbers at Michigan State, but he's an elite shot blocker who will hit 40% of his three-pointers and comes with impressive quickness and agility. This is a great pick for Memphis. There's no one better to learn the nuances of the game from than Mark Gasol. That's pretty good, right? Yes. Um, I think, is this Jonathan Sharks? Rest in peace. No, Jonathan Sharks. Okay, because I, I Sharks, had him on a show, and he loved him. He, he, loved, he absolutely yeah. loved him. Actually, that may have been Jonathan. Yeah, it was Jonathan Sharks. Jonathan Sharks. Yeah. Um, that was n- absolutely nailed it. Uh, here's another one. Jackson may be the best defensive big man to come into the NBA in a long time. He projects as a rim protector who can also guard on the perimeter. He was a 39% three-point shooter at Michigan State. He's young and athletic and has room to add significant strength. Jackson can be tutored by, tutored by Mark Gasol. So, like, the smart people? Yes, they loved him. From a, a long ways away, they saw this coming. Um, which is kind of amazing. Now, you do have Reed Forgrave at CBS. Mm-hmm. Is he a draft guy? What is Reed Forgrave? Reed's a jack of all trades. Um, now uh, Reed's at at uh, DraftKings. But, yeah, Reed for a while, yeah, he was. Okay, this is not one that he'll want to pin up. Yeah. Jackson has huge upside, particularly on the defensive end. He also was not particularly productive in college, often disappearing because of foul trouble and not taking an engaged role in Michigan State's offense. He could be the futuristic big man that NBA teams are looking for, and he can fit next to Marcus or replace him long term. But will he be a star or an unrealized prospect? Grade B minus. I do think though those those all, were, all those words are right, yeah. but to come down at B minus yeah. is not. He decided to emphasize the questions correct. more than the upside. Yep. All of what he said, also correct. He was not productive at yep. Michigan State. All of that's true. Um, but, okay, here's one from uh, uh, Jordan Schultz. Um, 
Michigan State the B minus, another B minus. Okay. Michigan State's Jaron Jackson Jr. is a shot blocking menace who connected on nearly forty percent of his threes last season. He is, however, very limited offensively and processes the game slowly in terms of his feel as a scorer. So uh not so uh not so uh uh glowing there either. Um no, he was a big hit and shout out to the previous front office. Yes. Let's be honest. It was it was that group that grafted Jaron Jackson Jr. And um, so wonderful to see what has happened. All right. How are you feeling as we look ahead to game two? And by the way, I was listening to you all this afternoon show. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite tell. Is the conclusion that the, the, the whole John Morant production in the locker room which I agree was odd. So Mark thinks he's going to play. Correct. And does he think it's all like a WWE ruse? I think like he, what was how and what what's your view of it? Let's what, like so, what's your view of will he play? And, so I can only go, go by what I watched. You both on, you both said you both said it felt very dramatic, dramatic and staged, but you also both said he is absolutely depressed and it's an accumulation of things. Correct. Aren't those kind of different? Well, I mean, I think sometimes... In other words, was it authentic or not? I still lean more show than than anything else. With that said, like, I do think he's hurt. But I, I think I probably... W- I'm closer to Mark... I, I think he's probably going to play tomorrow. Shoe drops. Yeah, I just you think you think you think in the wake of that game he was thinking because this is you think in the wake of that game he was thinking I'm hurt, but I'm going to play, and if I really up play up my depression, this will make me look more like Willis Reed. Well, it's not even necessarily play up the. It depression. was that calculated. It's not think? even playing up the depression. It was like the. Playing up like games in jeopardy, you know the game Wednesday's game. Carrying up, you think he was consciously manipulating in order to set up a triumphant return on Wednesday. True WWE stuff. See, I don't know if it was as calculated as that because I don't know if he's that. I think he's super emotional, and I think that he tends to go super dramatic. But one is because it's calculated, and one because it's not. That's all I'm saying. Correct. You just think if if he's emotional and therefore that's how that's what he's like because he's emotional. Right. That's different than he's emotional and he's setting himself setting it. It's a big show to set up the the return. Those are slightly different things. Correct. Mark is, I think, closer to that opinion than probably I am. I think oftentimes what happens is he makes a big show of it and then the next day he thinks something different. Grizzlies will uh, because he's due practice today. And there is availability. I think it's today. one again today. Is that right? Well, we show perhaps. Up at one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, the, sorry. the way that it works Correct. is, yes. is we, get a little, we get a little notice, show up at one, and when they're done practicing, you can go on in and chat with everybody or chat with who they supply. And uh, so we will show up at one, and sometime, I presume by two anyway, we will walk into the gym and we will see uh, whether John Morant is out there. We'll see whether he is hand taped. And we will see what they say. Here is my prediction. Uh, he's working on it. We just don't know. Yeah, I think it's going to be. They are 100%. It's gonna going to be clouded to be, in mystery, yeah. As well it should be. Sure. Why would you possibly give them. Tip your hand. Uh, tip his hand, your hand, anyone's hand. Yeah, why would you possibly give them more than. Pun intended. You want. All right. Uh, uh, um, we have. Um, the Athletic has a player survey. The anonymous player survey. The, it's better, better than yes. A, best of all, have you looked at it yet? Uh, so I've seen the screenshots going around. Okay, well, don't look anymore. All right. I'm, some of this is going to be a test. Okay. So the uh, the athletic has an anonymous play, the best kind of survey. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. That's how you get the real answers. People can get really petty. Yes. And so, and they have, by the way. Yes. And so yes. I am going to quiz Jeffrey on yes. the anonymous player survey. Some Grizzlies do figure into this in interesting fashion, and we will get to that next. Uh, Before that, I will tell you, listen, if you are coping with this difficult week, 
Wine Down Wednesday's coming up. Uh, it's the, I would be believe that would be tomorrow. Wine Down Wednesday, half price bottles of wine, half price glasses of wine at Bounty on Broad. So what you got is a beautiful restaurant, delicious food, fantastic bar, honestly. So you can head on in there, get the fried oysters, best fried oysters I've ever eaten in my life. I mean, whatever. Get the pork shank. Get the get the get the Brussels. It's a delicious place. Half price wine on Wednesday. Uh, great wine selection. Half-price bottles, half-price glasses. It is Bounty on Broad, 410-8131, Broad Avenue, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, we, uh, we are, uh, we'll see where the Grizzlies figure out, figure in this anonymous survey. Uh, when we come back, I will tell you, uh, they factor in some interesting categories. We'll do that next. It's the Jeff Gawkin Show, then Chris Harrington, then Fish on Friday on Tuesday. It is the Jeff Gawkin Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mr. Crick with Beck QL. The NHL playoffs are upon us, and there's a season-long trend that you should be aware of. In a season with massive favorites like the Boston Bruins, who broke the NHL record for team points, underdogs mostly have dominated against the spread all season. Underdogs have covered the puck line an incredible 60% all year, 774 to 521. That's a trend I don't see changing in the playoffs, so keep that in mind when you're betting the Stanley Cup. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the book. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The showboats are back in Memphis. Oh, we can't wait to have you for the USFL. Let's go. Get your seats now for this weekend's home game. Here we go. Be a part of the new era of pro football at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium as the showboat seats are reclaimed their USFL legacy. Tickets start at just $10, so bring the whole family. And don't miss the showboat's exciting matchup. It's a touchdown. Buy your tickets today at theusfl.com. Baseball is back, and the push for the postseason is on for hockey and hoops. Make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experience bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Seedco, a national nonprofit, has served in the Memphis and the Mid-South for over 16 years and is working to respond to the needs of our community. Seedco's Linking You and Neighbors to Coverage program keeps you enrolled in affordable health care coverage. The public health emergency unwinding is rapidly approaching. Do not lose your health care coverage. Does your child have CHIP? Call Seedco today. Do you have Medicaid? Call Seedco today. Call or text the Healthcare Service Line at 901-713-9720. That's 901-713-9720. During these challenging times, have a peace of mind. Stay covered or get covered today. Seedco is not an insurance agency. We are a nonprofit here to serve the whole person with free programs designed to fit your needs. Call today. 901-713-9720 or visit seedco.org slash midsouthlync. There comes a time every spring and summer where you look outside in Memphis and everything is colorful and blooming. Well, the same thing happens at O'Call and that time has arrived. The spring and summer merchandise is here and the whole store is blooming with color. Stop on by and see for yourself. Maybe you're planning for a spring trip or return to the golf course or wedding and graduation season. Or maybe you just want to celebrate the return of spring days, sunshine, and the playoffs. Whatever your inspiration, stop by and see your friends at O'Call. The whole place is blooming. Lewis Black. 
Off the Rails Tour. You're so excited you can barely get your pants on. Friday, April 21st, 8 p.m., Graceland Live. Tickets on sale now at GracelandLive.com. We all dream about buying our first home, a place where we can settle down, build our future, and create lasting memories. A place for us to call our own. Great Choice Home Loans can make it easier. With down payment assistance from Great Choice Home Loans, you can get $6,000 or 6% of the purchase price toward your home. So make your dream a reality. Ask your lender about Great Choice Home Loans or visit greatchoicetn.com today. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Imagine buying a pair of sneakers and getting a soothing, gentle foot massage like you'd get during a relaxing pedicure just by walking. Skechers' new Massage Fit Sneakers. Because Skechers, the comfort technology company, has designed a unique innovation that makes it feel like you're pampering your feet with a gentle massage in every step. The secret is Skechers' new patented wave technology on the sole that gently massages your feet while you're walking around. Find them for men and women at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Every piece of land has a story. The Upshaw's right there is with a John Deere 1 Series tractor they call Penny. When your project comes up, you have to just jump in and figure out what is it going to take. From front loader to backhoe, the Upshaw's have the tools to DIY all day long. Run with us on a 1 Series tractor and start telling your story. Get a 1 Series tractor starting at $134 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Hey, Brad. I thought you had a date. Hey, Mom. She just left. Using my phone for a Wi-Fi hotspot backfired again. I keep telling you to get Xfinity. What happened? Everything was great until the movie started buffering. Then she started asking questions like, why are you using bed sheets for curtains? Why is this hamster cage so dirty? Where is your hamster? Oh, honey, it might be time for real Wi-Fi. Yeah. In the meantime, can I come use the Wi-Fi at your place? Sorry, baby. Date night's still on for one of us. It's time for real home internet. Get fast home internet on the Xfinity 10G network. The future starts now. New customers can get 200 megabit Xfinity internet and Xfinity mobile for just $50 a month for two years during our Xfinity 10G network launch celebration. Now through April 23rd. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G to learn more. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Xfinity mobile requires Xfinity internet service. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of data usage. Data thresholds may vary. Some people don't do well under pressure. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we do it best. Whether you're spraying down the shop or getting the winter grime off your house, a Northern Tool pressure washer says you're serious about spring cleaning. From an all-electric power horse to a Honda-powered North Star, we'll help you build your perfect cold or hot water package with all the chemicals, attachments, and everything you need for the job ahead. Northern Tool and Equipment. We're made for this. Come see us in-store or shop online at northerntool.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, Jeff, you got to apologize to people for scaring the hell out of them about tax day. Uh, we got a tweet saying, you've got a whole city here freaking out that they missed tax day. I thought we day. established pretty quickly that... You said it was yesterday. I said I thought it was yesterday, I and then, when, then I looked it up, and I said, you're there correct. There was a moment of panic. There was a moment of panic here. Uh, yeah. It, by the way, it it, result, it moved as a result of the District of Columbia's observance of Emanc- Emancipation Day on Monday. Okay. So D.C. observes so Emancipation Day on and Monday. Then... And, uh, and then, of course, April 15th was on a weekend. Yeah. So uh, there you go. We apologize for any confusion. Um. <laughs> don't don't turn to yeah, don't turn to either you, of us yeah. for tax. No, I actually don't your, apologize. Your tax. Yes. I apologize on Jeffrey's behalf. Thank he won't you. apologize. I appreciate it. Um, so uh, there you go. All right. 
There was a fantastic uh, anonymous survey that The Athletic did. They said that over the course of the last uh, few months that they have um, talked to lots and lots of players, spoke to 108 players, granted an anonymity, and had them answer the following questions. Jeffrey, uh, I hope you don't know the answers to these. Um, Who do you think the players said is the MVP? Okay, I'll say Embiid. Absolutely. Okay. And what percent of the players? Give it ballpark. So this is definitely one I didn't see. I'm going to say only like 20%. No, 50%. They like Joel Embiid. They like Joel Embiid. Jokic, 25%. Giannis, 15%. Nobody else significant. Okay. Essentially. Uh, So they like Joel Embiid. The best defender. Who did the players say was the best defender? And separate question, Jaron Jackson Jr., we know defensive player of the year. How high was did, did he finish? Okay, so I'm going to say players respect perimeter defenders more. Um, I'll say Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday yeah. is your winner. Yeah. 28.7%. Yeah, I think there's a clear – like, if you go and you look at the list of winners of Defensive Player of the Year, it's heavily skewed towards bigs. But I think players view – They were the guy who's locking you down. Correct, correct. Versus the guy that's, like, roaming in the paint and getting the stats. Well so – I'll say Jaron was probably – Where was like, This is, by the way, not who had the best defensive right, right. year this year – who is the best defensive player in the NBA? Where do you think? What do you think they think of Jaron? So I'm going to say middle of the pack. So how many names are there? I'm not going to tell you that answer. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say that. like tenth, ninth. Okay, Jaron ninth with only four percent of the vote. Yeah, I just think I think players respect perimeter bi- or perimeter defenders way more. Uh, here are the players who finished ahead of him. Uh, well, let's be honest. Now he was tied with Giannis. So that's not too bad. It's not as but I, like that not, proves that that shows my that's point. That's not huge disrespect. Yeah. Uh, McDaniels, 5.4. Giannis was 4.4. McDaniels was 5.4. Adebayo, 5.9. Marcus Smart, 8.9. Brooke Lopez, 8.9. So Brooke is ahead of him. Yeah. The NBA players think he's a better defensive player than uh, Jaron. Dort as second at 11.4%. That would have been one I never would have gotten. So there you go. Um, Drew Holiday. Uh, and it is interesting. Drew Holiday does much better in voting now that he is with Milwaukee as opposed to when he was with the Pelicans. Yeah. Shows what a, a stage will do for you. 100%. All right. Uh, and playing on a better team. Building a roster from scratch. Mm. You got number one pick, the entire league. Who are you taking? Okay, I'm going to say Giannis. And is there a Grizzly in the top 10? I'm going to say no to a Grizzly, and then I'm going to say Giannis is one. Giannis is absolutely one, and it's not freaking close. Giannis is 52.4%. Next up, Jokic with 8.7%. That's and a pretty uh, wide gap. Luka with 6.3%. And then nobody else had any enough votes to even sort of count. Yeah. Um, and so was Ja... Ja did apparently get some vote somewhere in there, but he was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was ninth behind other. Okay. So not really, right? So Giannis wins that one. So are you He's, giving me partial credit? I'm giving you full credit okay. for Giannis. I think you're. I think. Well, you, no. But what about oh, the other? The, uh, yeah, I'll give you full. I'll give you credit okay. for for him. Yeah. All right. Most overrated player. Now this is a, a, I think it's a dip, more difficult category. And it's honestly, it's a closer category. I would imagine no one runs away with this, right? No one ran away okay. with it. In fact, the winner was 14.8% of the vote. So there's two questions. Was there a Grizzly in the top 10? And uh, and who wins? Okay, so my, my gut says, I'll say yes, there is a Grizzly. Because of the, they got attention this year, so I can see. I'll where, be honest. There's two Grizzlies. Really? Because my first thought was Dylan. 
Dylan is in there with, it, like, might have gotten one vote because they don't have a percentage attached. Okay. It just says Dylan Brooks. There was a player in there, who a Grizzly in there, who got 5.6% of the vote as most overrated player. All right, so it's one of the two. I'll go Ja. Jaron. Okay. That's weird. He's barely even rated. Why? I guess maybe he made an all-star team and they said he shouldn't have made an all-star Someone was irked that he made the all-star team? Yeah, or maybe. He got as many votes as most overrated as Rudy Gobert. They both had 5.6%. I, I think I think a lot of the league just doesn't, like, they think if you're just tall, like, there's like a, hey, you're not skilled, you're not here's good. The other, here's the other thing. Embiid had the joke last night about, uh, so Embiid gets three blocks. Yep. And he says, in his post game, yep. damn, I need the Memphis scorekeeper. Yep. It goes to show, this is true of news. We know this. Mm-hmm. Even if something is demonstrably false, if it is said long en- enough times, if it bounces around the world, the internet, social media enough times, there are those people who just remember that it was said, not that it was debunked. Particularly, and if- so then here you have Joel Embiid as a joke, maybe ha ha ha, embracing it, and so people people may not remember how ridiculous that story was. Yep, they were just remember that it was said. Yeah, and I also think people tend to remember things if it confirms what they some- already believe. Right. Anyway, so who's the most overrated player? So I'm going. I think it has to be Trey Young. It is Trey yeah. Young, fourteen point eight percent. Yeah, uh, he does not seem popular amongst other players. So there, you, so there you go. Or, or respected? I don't. I don't know. I, I think the word is maybe he, both. He's not particularly. He's not particularly respected among other players. I think that's right. Okay, uh, and and honestly, it wasn't close. Others um, up there. Second was Julius Randle, then Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Jaron Jackson Jr. Those are the ones who had uh, who had numbers attached to their names. Most underrated player. And is there a Grizzly in the top 10? Oh, I'd be curious. Oh, man. Um, I'll say yes. And is it Dez? There is a Grizzly in the top 10, and it is Jaron Jackson Jr. So I, I, I'm curious to know how many would show up both on a underrated and overrated. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think anyone else made both lists from, okay. what, I, from what I see. Um, underrated. Who is the most underrated player? Oh, God. Um, most underrated. Is uh, it 17.5% of the vote. The next was 13, was 11. 17%. Um, God, I got two guesses. All right, I'll go... Is it Kawhi? No, it's not Kawhi. It's I, I think Kawhi is a little bit out of sight, out of mind. Who was your other guess? So my other guess was Embiid. It's but the aforementioned Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, okay. Drew Holiday and Shea Gilgis Alexander was two. Okay. Can't give you credit for that one. Nope. Um, all right. Greatest player of all time. Oh, MJ. And what, what's your logic? Because uh, LeBron's still playing. That's exactly right. Why the hell would you vote? There's no possible way you would give LeBron credit for being the greatest player of all time. Correct. Uh, although 33% did, uh, Michael Jordan wins that one going away, 58.3%. Kobe is the third, gets 6.8% of the vote for Kobe. All right. Who in the league would you least like to fight, and is there a Grizzly on the list in the top 10? I'll say no for the Grizzlies. Least liked. You got that one wrong. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This is maybe the most notable result. In the, this is the most notable oh, result. Oh, oh Stephen. In, in, Stephen Adams uh, yeah, is that's second. Free space. Uh, that's with twenty-seven point eight percent of the vote. How about that? Stephen Adams second with twenty. He'll just carry you the way and stuff you in a closet. Uh, others uh, would be. Uh, I don't know that you'll get this. I don't think certainly I will. a familiar name. Uh, uh, others who getting votes: Joel Embiid, Udonis Hanslem, Giannis, uh, Admiral Schofield, Marcus Smart. Those are among those. But there is one player. I can give you a big hint. There's no way you're going to get this unless I give you a hint. All right, then give me the hint. Former Grizzly. Former Grizzly. 
Even then. Neck tattoo. Blood sport. James Johnson. That's who it is. It's James Johnson. 41%. James yeah. Johnson. James Johnson is 36 never years old. That. You never would have gotten that. At all. He does happen to have a 20-0 record in kickboxing matches, and his nickname is Bloodsport. So a former Grizzly and uh and and okay, here you go. What arena has the best fans? And are the Grizzlies fans in the top 10? I'm going to say no. That's correct. The Grizzlies are not in the top 10. They are among the last of the others receiving votes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think a big part of this is whether or not players want to go play there. And the Grizzlies, Memphis is not a place where the players want to go play. Well, maybe. I, I, I don't. I'll say this. The Grizzlies have, over the years, had wild, raucous crowds, right? But the night tonight, this I is. I don't think it is as wild and raucous. But, but what we were talking about before, sure. it was the expectations. It was the, you know, like it. It used to feel a little more like Sacramento. All right, best fans. I do think they're mostly. They're, they're, I, they seem to be grading on packed. Every night, and uh, and involved it seems to be. Warriors, yeah, Warriors are uh, third, nine point seven percent. So the one that the one that stands out in my mind, I don't think players like it. It's Boston. Yeah, but best fans. They're, that's just saying best fans. Like that's the, that is the correct answer. Yeah, best fans. But I so just, I think I, I think the way you were the you the way you tried to solve this puzzle yeah. led you astray. Yeah, because they were being they were had integrity here. Who? Yeah, they don't Boston like playing me, there, yeah. but they do admire their sure. rabid quality of the they, fans. They show up. Celtics one, Kings two, Warriors three. Yeah, I think that seems fine. Then uh, after that, it's Knicks, Sixers, Thunder, Jazz, Raptors. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to pick up our game here. Uh, Grizzlies a little little Cavaliers. What great Bulls, motivation before Spurs, a big game too. Bucks, Suns, Pistons, Trailblazers. Uh, okay, here you go. What arena has the worst fans, and are the Grizzlies in the top ten? I'll say no. The Grizzlies are definitely not in the top ten of this. Charlotte? And, and the worst is a real question. What is worst? I think it seems to be dead. Yeah. Don't show up. Not vicious. So Charlotte or Orlando would be my guess. Charlotte is your winner. Yeah. And I'll be, I, I, I think this is totally unfair. Here are the worst fans. Charlotte, Detroit, Wizards, Jazz. I think get, there's a little bit something else going on there. Okay, like there's yeah, the, and there's the there's I think, been some I think the Wizards stuff. I think and the with, Celtics there, but the top three, the Hornets, the Pistons, and the Wizards, they're dead because the teams suck, correct, and have sucked. And so you take and you you put the Hornets record in Golden State for 15 years. Let's see how they do. Let's sure. see if they're the top three fans. Or the Pistons record in uh, wherever, and you know, let's see if they're top. Let's three never fans. forget where the mouse at the palace occurred. <laughs> right, exactly. Wizards, same thing. They're the play- now the Jazz and the Celtics are next, and I think that's because the viciousness that sometimes comes out of those two. Um, others, not great fans. Rockets, 76ers, I think that's viciousness. M- Magic is dead, uh, but the Grizzlies do not appear in that one either. Okay. Which current coach, aside from your own, would you most want to play for? And is Taylor Jenkins in the top ten? I'll say no for Taylor. Why do you say that? I just don't think he's coached long enough for reputation. Well, he is, he is not in the top ten, but there are players who have not – there are coaches who have not coached for that long who are, uh, who are ahead of him. All right. Spolstra? Will Hardy and Joe Mazzula are, are both ahead of him, for example. I both get names. Now, what current coach, aside from your own, would you most like to play for? Spolster was third. All right. Then Kerr? Kerr was second. Pop? Pop. Overwhelming. Well, persuasively. Pop with 25.3%, then Kerr, then Spolstra, uh, then Tyron Lue. All right, and I think this gets to our last. No, 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 no. We have the title. We have the title, too. Which coach would you 
least other than your own would you least like to play for? Thibodeau. Thibodeau. You've, yeah. you've been, I have to say. God, God forbid. You missed makes, James Johnson. Yeah, then. But well, and Stephen Adams. You kind of nailed this. Stephen Adams. You kind of nailed this. Tom Thibodeau is exactly right. Stephen Silas, uh, no longer, uh, is, it was second. Doc, Rick Carlisle, Jason Kidd. Uh, Pop did get a vote in that category as well. So, but it appears like only one. Which team other than your own will win the title? Milwaukee. Yeah, interesting. A yeah. uh, 62% uh, for the Bucks, uh, considerably over the Celtics. Who's the best ref? Oh, let's see if the Grizzlies finished. I don't think the Grizzlies got any votes there. Uh, it was Bucks 62, Celtics 18.9, Warriors not looking good, ladies and gentlemen, 11.1% of the votes. That's really the only uh, notable ones. Denver was notably left out. Who's the best ref? Tony Brothers. Who is the worst ref? Scott Foster. Scott Foster, however, did get votes. On both? In both. Yeah, isn't that kind of like the Joe West scenario? Scott, yeah, didn't Scott Joe Foster West... was fourth in in terms of the – was third. In terms of named refs, best ref, it was Tony, uh, Tony Brothers, Zach Zarba, and then Scott Foster. But in terms of worst ref, it was uh, – uh, Thirty point five. It was it was Scott Foster with thirty. Yeah, I f- I feel like this is going to be the Joe West. Who rule. talks the most trash on the court? And is there a Grizzly in the top ten? I'll say yes. Multiple Grizzlies in the top ten. <laughs> top ten. Uh, uh, Dylan Brook. Dylan Brooks is third, and quote unquote the Memphis kids. That's lumping them all together. Sixth. Yeah. Who talks the most trash on the court? Beverly. Second. We began the show with him. Draymond. Oh, Draymond. Duh. Draymond Green, one. Patrick Beverly, two. Dylan Brooks, three. Um, on Dylan and the Grizzlies. And how's this for a stinging commentary? It's just from one player. Just from one player. It's just an anonymous survey from one player. But this is what it says. One group to watch for next season's survey will be the Memphis Grizzlies and especially wing Dylan Brooks, this poll's third-place vote getter. Mind you, Dylan Brooks may not be on Correct. It's entirely possible. Here's the quote. They're front-runners, one player said of the Grizzlies. They're just extra. They talk when they're winning. They don't say is when they're, S when they're losing. Their whole thing there, their whole thing over there is just annoying. Yeah. Is that the reputation? I think so. Where do they get it? Who think, is it? I mean, I think a large part of it. Because like, it's, it's, let's be honest. I think it's also it's not what we start, Jaron. I think it's right? what we also started talking about. It's not Jaron. It's not Tyus. It's not, it, it, Desmond Bain talks S. No, Desmond Bain talks a ton, but I don't, I think it, I think it's You largely, think it's Dylan and Ja? I think, and I think it's more Ja. Or is ja it just than, Dylan? You I think, think it's more, more Ja, ja than, than anything. Especially when you read, when you read the, one thing I will give Dylan credit, Dylan talks all the time. Scoreboard be damned, but Ja definitely. Jot, when the going gets tough, just starts moping. They don't say S when they're... Yeah. That's a tough... That is a tough... Th- if that is your rap, they don't say S when they're losing. That is that you, you talk when you're winning. You don't say S when you're losing. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, Chris Harrington has a piece up at the Daily Memphian. It'll talk to him about... Uh, he was certainly a believer in Jaron Jackson Jr. on the day he was drafted and ever since. And we'll talk to Chris about... Jaron Jackson Jr., and about the piece that he has written uh, for the Daily Memphian and about all of this. And then Fish on Friday on Tuesday. Our man in Washington, D.C., big second hour here on the Jeff Calkins Show. Before that, I'll tell you, there's a new, faster, less expensive way to get a home loan in Memphis. It is Loan Pronto, loanpronto.com. It is a game changer. Started by a guy in the financial industry who said, this is crazy that it is this complicated, this expensive, uh, this much of a pain in the ass to get a home loan or to get a express equity line or uh, to ref- whatever, whatever it is you want to do. But like take the express equity line. You can uh, tap in. You can keep your mortgage with this low interest rate, tap into uh, the equity and use that money to pay off all your credit cards. There you're paying probably 25% or whatever it is on your, uh, on your, on your rates there. It's loan pronto, all digital platform, incredibly, incredibly simple. Just pop on over 
and see for yourself. LoanPronto.com or the phone number is 901-589-2155. It's easy, 901-589-2155. Equal housing lender, NMLS 1661781, subject to lender approval. When we come back, Chris Harrington joins the show. Uh, and then uh, our man in Washington, D.C., Charles Fisherman. It is Fish on Friday on Tuesday. It's Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's sports station on the free Odyssey app. Download it now on your phone. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Pack your bags because it's time to hit the road, Jack. This April at the all-new Southland Casino.